Oh. Oh. Whoa. Ooh, Brad, let's go. Hit again. Oh, this is not a drill, people. This is the playoffs. Hit one more high porn. Let's go. Boom. It's backdoor cover. It's Micah. It's Brad. It's Can't Miss Mitch. And it's Super Wild Card Weekend. Six games, three Saturday games, three Sunday games. If you are not H for football this weekend, I don't know what's wrong with you. Gentlemen, how H. are you? What? Oh, yeah, H oh, for horny. Oh, oh. I'm with oh. you now. I'm very H for football this weekend. Uh, Brad, Mitch, are you guys H for football? I'm wet. I'm wet for football. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'll just say I'm horny for football. I'm more <laughs> more horny than I'm sitting literally like two feet from Brad actually in the studio for the first time, I feel like, in all of the last 12 months, maybe. Way too long. It's it's a new year, new new arrangement there. Formerly uh, the MyBookie uh, Studios. Now the uh, Can't Miss Mitch Studios is live, motherfuckers. That's what's up. That's right. Brad and Can't Miss Mitch are live in the studio. Uh, I think that we got our audio issues worked out, which is great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is the most professional-sounding podcast out there. Let's I started the uh, podcast off with a lot of uh, full transparency notations. I've got one more for you. Mitch and I oh, have yeah. both poured jumbo Boda Box glasses. We are equipped like the good old days. It's going to be a great episode. Well, in the interest of full disclosure, I am maintaining sober January and drinking water. And it sucks. I wish I was just... Drinking a bathtub full of Boda Box like you two psychos. Yeah, uh, that's what February's for for you, buddy. This is well, that's true. This is one of the best football weekends of the whole year. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, and then of course the national championship on Monday. Maybe we'll talk about that too. You know what that's else a, you should do? You should listen me. to Mind of Micah. Today uh, was not a funny episode at all. I just ranted for twenty six minutes about uh, what we saw in our nation's capital yesterday which we're going to keep politics out of sports and not talk about that on this podcast. Good idea. But if you're mildly interested in what I thought about what happened yesterday and the things that led to it, go check out Mind of Micah. Micah, the internet knows you as a snowflake cuck. Isn't that what they call you? That's correct, yes. Okay, I was making sure that you're the terminology, because I don't always use the right stuff for these these millennials these days, but... Thank uh, you. Yes. There you have it. Snowflake cuck is perfect, and... uh, (laughs) That's that's pretty much it. Check out Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. I don't know what I'm going to do this week. I mean, there's nothing nothing fun to talk about, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, if you're into more sports, too much dip, the other sports podcasts I'm on. All right. That's a, is there anything that you guys want to promote? Mitch, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, Mitch. Mitch. Just follow the Value Index Algo on Instagram, trying yeah. to pump that. By the way, so on point. find a very famous follower on there for all you folks that are listening. I'm not going to mention it. We already did. Oh, you did? <laughs> we oh, broke you, the news. Oh, you sons of bitches. Yeah, we, but, broke, we broke the Johnny Manziel news. Um, he wants a piece, by the way. He wants a, he wants ownership stake in the Algo? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. He, I know he's joining. Me and Mike had talked about this maybe like two episodes ago. He joined a uh, fan league. Fan, fan. what is yes. it, Micah? Interactive fan football it, league correct. or something? It's like a video game with real people. And I Okay, I'll tell you what. Tell him we will trade him stakes for his fan league for our Algo Plus, he has to pay us. That sounds like a good deal. I mean, I think we can work something out. Okay, great. We'll, we'll work this out offline. I love it. Mike, uh, that, that, Mike that's are you it, in? Man. Give us some followers. Uh, let's go. Shouts to uh, to Johnny, who I'm sure is listening. 
because it, apparently Johnny has a, a gambling problem. Um, that's the best reason to follow Value Index Algo on Instagram and to listen to this podcast. All right. By the way, six it's not a, this week. It's not a problem when you gamble and win. There you have it. That's a fact. Micah, anything else? Uh, I, I agree. Excellent. I agree strongly. And and Excellent. that's what we're planning to do this week. And that's what we've done all season with the value index algorithm. Uh, for the year, I'm seeing 105 and 77. Is that right? What, I mean, what that's is pretty there? special. That is pretty special. Is that 50, correct? 58%. Yep. Just as wow. I promised, when we started this thing, I said this thing hits 58 to 62% for the year. That's exactly what we did on the regular season. When we were very drunk, he said 60%, which is right in the middle. He, he nailed it on the head. Well, 60 sounds better than 58. Yeah, but a little less than 62. I mean, right. Exactly. We're, we're, we're aligned, Mitch. You killed it. You always do. And we're going to continue killing it through the playoffs, uh, and then we're going to be sad people, but at least we got March Madness to look forward to, so... We're not here there nor there yet. Let's jump into wild card weekend. I, I might start an algo for the NBA. Oh my god. Do Whoa. you know how much work that would be? Hit that high horn. Idea? Let's go. I, I, I really might. I'm thinking about it. Um now that I'm a freelance worker and uh-huh. I can do whatever I want, because I've been in the investment world for apparently possibly back to Johnny Manzel. Years. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna do some test runs and see how the NBA works. Because now, I believe, especially this season, NBA teams are playing each other twice back-to-back. To prevent traveling? Is that right, Micah? Yeah, they're yeah. playing like baseball-style series. Right, which I kind of, I'm into it. Well, that helps with your algorithm because you don't have does. to change it every it's, single time. It's, well, it's, it's just a little bit more consistency. and Well, and I, I heard a professional... I heard a professional gambler named Jeff Ma, who appears on the Tony Kornheiser show, who said that even though, you know, pro football is the biggest thing, the biggest sport bet in America by, you know, a factor of whatever, 16 games is actually a relatively small sample size. Even if you keep meticulous data and you, you do it, it's really, that's really a small sample size, no matter how much and how deep you go into it. So I would think that it, a man like yourself, Mitch, can dial in an algorithm with as many data points as a, an NBA season, even if it's only 72 games as opposed to 82 games, might have some success. There's just so many, so many factors uh, with the NBA, but we're going to give it a go and uh, more to come there. Wow. Think about all the content, Micah. I, I can't wait. Gold. All right. Okay, great. So there you go. 105 and 77. Get out of here. That's a lot of units. I'm not going to do the math. 28, is that right? Did I get that math right? I'm pretty sure we're going to go 6 for, for uh, six and 0 this week. So That's we're, right. Now, Mitch, we're, let we're me ask you one other question. Baby. Let's ask another uh, gambling question here. Okay. I know there are a lot of people out there listening that are going to try and press this week and press throughout the playoffs and go on tilt. Uh, will you warn people to do that or not to do that? Look, I'm going to tell people what I don't do which is be disciplined, okay? I mean, if if you can be disciplined in the gambling game, then you will come out ahead. Me, I'll be up 10 grand, and I now I want 20. And I'll bet on weird games like Bryant in basketball. Where is Bryant, you ask? Who the fuck cares? They're laying 12 against a team I've never heard of, but they are playing at 1 o'clock, 
and I might gamble on them. Why? Because I'm a degenerate. Restraint is not respected on this podcast, apparently. You've got to be disciplined. There's no reason to go all in on any of these games. Keep your unit size and then put it away and come back for NFL next year and let's do it again. That's right. That's right. Uh, this is one thing that I, I would like to say is that if you're if you're serious about gambling and being, you know, if you've followed us all season long, first of all, you're up 28 units which is pretty fucking impressive. But second of all, you're not the season your your gambling life doesn't end with the end of this football season. You're going to continue to gamble next season at the minimum and you're probably going to bet on something in between. So, I just see too many people that are like, "Oh, if I get up by this much, I'm going to cash out or I'm going to put it all, I'm going to ride on the Super Bowl." It's just kind of reckless. It's just it, kind of reckless. It is. And th- exactly the reason Why, when we started this season, I gave Brad my money and I said, you control this account at my bookie. You put in all all the bets, although he missed some and screwed up a few. We did pretty well. (laughs) He did better than I would if, you know, if I had access to the account, we would have taken Hawaii a trillion times at, you know, we might be broke, we might be rich. Probably broke. Um, because when I get drunk, I just press numbers. I but, do. There is a, on the document key, there is a color code for if I fucked up. So that's how often I fucked up that I have to mark it sometimes on our, you do. On our spreadsheet. It's okay. You know? It's okay. You it, got to be accountable at least. It's all right. But nonetheless, that's why I gave Brad the money. I might give my wife money and just say, hey, you got to put these bets in each each week. I don't think she'll understand it very much, but. That sounds like uh, it would put strain on your relationship and I wouldn't recommend it, but. Sounds like a divorce. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick to the uh, pro- the system we've got in place. Mitch respects me. He doesn't he doesn't yell at me when he wants me to do bad bets and stuff. So we're good. It's true. Okay, so now that we've got all out of the way, Micah, why don't you steer the ship? Where do we start? Do you want to start with uh, NFL? Do you want to talk a little news? Where are we at? No, no. I mean, we'll talk about the news as as we go along, but we'll start okay. with the first game. Saturday, uh, the schedule is the same for both Saturday and Sunday. It's 12.05 Central Time. 3.40 Central Time and then 7.20 or 7.15. So they're okay. stacked one after another all three days. It is lit, and I am excited. Um, and then the National Championship Monday night. So the first game, we'll just start with it. With no further 12.05, ado. 12.05 Central Time, Indianapolis at Buffalo. This is the first Buffalo. Uh, I don't think Buffalo hosted a home game last year. I, I would... Because they, didn't, they right? beat this the Ravens. Is... Who else did they beat? No, they That's didn't a good win question. a playoff game last year. They beat um, the Texans, and then they beat the Ravens, right? Then they lost to the – well, no. They didn't oh, win two good. games last year. Yeah, We're, we just yeah, sound foolish. Good. Um, okay, good. Anyway, who cares about that? The storyline on this game is you have Josh Allen, who's had an MVP caliber season. Maybe not quite on that caliber, but certainly he's a top three or top five MVP candidate. In my mind, I'd put him right up there with Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. He's he's right there. And in my mind, he has become an efficient quarterback. He has become an accurate quarterback, which is something he wasn't coming out of college. The Bills looked amazing last week, kicking the shit out of the Dolphins in what was a must-win game for Miami and a defense that has been really good all season. They had their worst game of the year. Uh, they rested Allen and some of their, their their keys in the second half. This is a team playing with a ton of confidence. 
uh, where even they're kicking ass with their backups in there, which is what they did last week. This Bills team is a real problem. They are the two seed, and to me, they are clearly the the most like the team most likely to beat the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the AFC. We'll see. That's, the, if that's they what can the get people there. are saying. Okay, so here you go, Micah. So the Bills lost to the Texans last year, and I was thinking of the Titans. The Titans beat the Ravens. Uh, so there yes. you go. Where, that where, unravels where was that, the mystery. Where was that? That Bills game was played in Houston because Houston won the mm-hmm. division. Is that right? I believe that's correct. I think that's what happened. Uh, but that was last year. On to this year. Josh Allen starring his second playoff game. The weather is supposed to be 36 degrees and mostly cloudy. So mm. it doesn't sound crazy in in Orchard Park. There will be people in the stands and outside of Buffalo. Uh, I assume they'll be eating wings somewhere. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Indianapolis Colts, led by their uh, led by a 1,000-year-old quarterback named Phillip Rivers, who is likely to find a way to lose this game, in my and opinion. And a 1,000-yard rusher and a rookie running back. And the very impressive Jonathan Taylor, 232 carries for uh, 1,169 yards and 11 touchdowns. A heck of a season for him. Do you know he's uh, third? He's third in the in the, the NFL in rushing? That's pretty wild, that. man. That is wild shit. I mean, he was basically benched midseason. Well, Anyways, I digress. And uh, pretty excited for this one. This is one of the better games of the weekend, really. I, I love watching Buffalo, the whole Josh Allen experience. You never know exactly what's going to happen, what he's going to make, what kind of things are going to happen. Before we get to the pick and some of the talk about what the algo says, Mitch, what are your thoughts on the, on these two teams and on the, on this game in general? I mean, my initial thoughts, very evenly matched teams. I think Buffalo has had somewhat of an easier schedule as of late, just with the makeup of the AFC East. The Jets, they play twice. The Pats, they play twice. Um, You know, to me, I, I think this is an evenly matched game, and I'm excited to see what the Colts defense can do to this Buffalo offense that has just been on fire. I mean, they've literally stepped on throats early on and they've just kept their foot on their neck and just kept on pounding. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with Allen and the defense I think is probably getting a little too much credit based on the teams that they played, which is why when I look at the line at six and a half, I do think this is a big number for a playoff game against the Colts to, to me, the line just seems a little high. Yeah. So the last four games for the bills, they wrecked the dolphins last weekend. They crushed the Patriots 38, nine, they beat the Broncos. They beat the Steelers. So the Steelers would have been a quality win if they hadn't fallen apart there. But well, other than uh, that, the Buffalo has won six in a row there. And then there, the loss that they had before that was the, the hell Murray game against Arizona. Yeah. And they won three more before that. So this is a team that could be coming into the playoffs on a 10-game winning streak, essentially, if they don't give up right. on Mary. Uh, and not a lot of these games, not too many of them have been close. They've been winning these games by, you know, by 10 points or more, uh, including the last three have been 20-plus points. So their, str- their strength of schedule, to me, just seems... Week and, and when we first started the season and we reflected back on Green Bay and their 13 and 3 season, they almost felt like a bad 13 and 3, according to you, Micah. Am I correct? 
Mm-hmm. Did you not say that early on? This 13-3 and three Bills team does not seem bad at all. I mean, they seem like a very high-quality football team. Um, we said that they would win the AFC East early on. They look dominant. But when you look at some of their, I guess, outer division play, uh, teams like the Titans, uh, the Titans work them. Teams with a really good running game, they lost to the Chiefs. Um, you know, that to me is a little bit worrisome for the Bills. And I think what you mentioned with Taylor having a great season mm. on the ground, if they can keep this on the ground, the Colts, and keep it out of Allen's hands, yeah. I think the Colts are going to be able to keep this game close, if not win. The Colts have been a sleeper pick for me, although, you know, as of late, you look at their schedule and you look at who they've played. Yeah, that was my next point. Um, You know, look, that Steelers loss, to me, I don't know what happened. That game was 24 to 7. They they fell apart. They, they, they just fell apart. In the second half, they fell apart. Yeah, and it and, and well, I'll tell you just, what happened, Mitch. Philip Rivers is their quarterback. This okay. is a guy that has a long track record of falling apart. I mean, he he only had one pick. So what are you talking about? In that game, he, he here are his stats. He went 22 of 35, 270 yards with one touchdown and one interception. To me, um, that's not terrible, although he also did lose a fumble. I feel like they abandoned the run the second half, though, didn't they? Something like that. Like, I think Jonathan Taylor got off to a hot start, and then they kind of fizzled out and let kind of left it up to the passing offense, if, if I can remember correctly. They only scored three points in the second half of that game. It was two weeks ago, or two, whatever, two games ago. But, I mean, you look at the rest of their schedule, the last uh, five games, it was Texans, Raiders, Texans, Steelers, Jaguars. So, like, they haven't played anybody of merit besides the Steelers who are kind of falling apart for the last five weeks of the season either. And that's the Colts. To, to, so. to, your, to your point, looking back at that second half, just looking at the plays, um, I don't know if they got conservative or what, but they're like three or four, three and outs on the Colts. Yeah. Uh, run, pass, pass. That's okay. probably that's, what it was every time. That's, yeah. that's problematic. Um, and then... First down on the next series, Rivers gets sacked, and they go three and out. So I think they might have abandoned the run, exactly what what you said, and they went heavy pass, which I commend them because a lot of teams, they they just run the ball and almost get too conservative, but that's their strength. Right, defense and running. That's the strength of the Colts. Keep the ball away out of Rivers' hands and let him manage a game versus dictate and win a game. Because if... You know, I think everybody knows what, when when is that shoe going to drop for 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 the Rivers and he's going to throw picks and fumble the ball and that's what he did that game. And I mean, in that same vein, though, the Bills that offense is so it's pretty dynamic. It like with like, Diggs, Diggs is a beast. Diggs and Allen are kind of scary. Like they're baby Chiefs feels like they have they have like a next level. So like if they're going to be influenced by somebody, it'll be somebody like the Bills who can make them feel like they need to abandon that run so they got to stay true to it yeah i mean because th- this game could get out of hand that's right if it, if this if if Allen gets out to a quick start and the colts are forced to abandon the run early mm-hmm. it's over literally you know whatever side you're on and, and if you happen to take the colts and you watch the bills get up early it's over for the Colts. You might as well flip your bet, which I've done before, by the way. <laughs> I've I've bought out of bets 
and but, rode the other team. Yeah. So let's look at the numbers then, shall we? Let's see what the algo has to say. Yeah, before we do, I just want to talk about Philip Rivers one more time, though, uh, <laughs> before before we hear what the algo says. Because okay. Philip Rivers, in his career, he's 5-6 and six in the playoffs. He has uh, 14 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He's lost three fumbles. Not great. Okay. His uh, quarterback ranking rating in the playoffs is 84.2, which I believe is far below his, his career you playoff would think rating. So. But, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? His okay, career playoff w- rating is 95, so pretty uh, okay. pretty low. He's put okay. up a 97 passer rating this year. I just – it's Phillip Rivers. I, I can't trust this guy, but I'm not the one placing the bet, and I didn't put together the algo. Mitch, well, you hey, put Micah. together the algorithm. You designed this. You were the lord of the algo. The line yeah. I'm seeing is six and a half. Uh, Buffalo favorite at home, the over-under, 51. The moment we've all been waiting for. Johnny, if you're ready – Here's the pick. Buffalo wins the game 28 to 25. Okay. That six and a half point line is giving you three and a half points of value. To me, this is a three point line. I think this is a tremendously overvalued line. And it's because of last week's win and what they did to the Dolphins. The line hasn't moved much. A little bit of line movement. This thing opened up at six and a half, went to seven, came back down on six and a half. The betting public is pretty much split. Slight advantage on Buffalo, 2% of the betting public. Uh, so 52% of the betting public on Buffalo, 48% on the Colts. Man, I got to side with the algo here. I just, you know, I really have been all over the Colts all season. I just think this is too many points. To me, this is a three-point game. Mikey, you mentioned something. You know, This is one of the most exciting games of the wild card weekend because it's we feel like it's going to be a close game. I would sprinkle, I know this sounds a little Ooh. crazy, especially after last week's dominating performance against a very big favorite from the Algo in the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I would sprinkle a little money line here. Um, you're getting a lot of value on the Colts, and I, I think this defense is is going to show up and keep it close. I really am going. I'm going to side with the Algo, um, but here's the thing: knowing that, uh, seeing those numbers again, if this game gets out of hand and you see Buffalo up fourteen nothing, mm. buy off because it's going to be a route. If if you're going to force Philip Rivers to throw forty fifty times, trouble. You're going to see exactly what happened to uh, uh, Tua last week. The guy threw for, I think, 58 times last yeah. year. You can't have a rookie quarterback throw 58 times yeah, about and expect to win many. a game. Yeah, you, you just can't. You're, you're not going to win that battle. So the Colts is the pick. You're getting a three and a half points of value, which I believe is some of the highest, uh, second highest that the Algo is spitting out. Um, correct for wild card weekend. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. There's a four pointer in there, but yeah, it's it's up there. It's right at there. But we're at three and a half points of uh, value. It's a strong play. So, uh, Mitch, just, your your reckless um your reckless advice though is to to sprinkle a little money line on Indy. Yeah, I would take twenty five percent of your unit bet and sprinkle it on the money line. I also two like and a half inches. I also like keeping uh keeping some money out there in case Buffalo gets up early. Just sprinkle the bills for a blowout. I love that. If you're in the live betting game, uh, FYI, the Wonderful. Bills finished the season 11 and five against the spread. Uh, Indy eight and eight. 
All right, on to the next game, which I think is the biggest stinker of the weekend, uh, in my opinion. The Los Angeles Rams, with whoever their quarterback is, uh, face the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, this game in Seattle. I'm not sure. I'm looking for uh, a weather information for some reason. This For some reason, ESPN considers Seattle a dome or something because they don't share the uh, the weather information. The line here is Seattle minus three and a half. I think there's been some movement on this, Mitch. You can correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah, the opening line was four and a half. It's down to three and a half. Uh, Rams were nine and seven against the spread. Seahawks eight and eight. Last week, the Rams beat the Cardinals in a game that they had to have with a quarterback we'd never heard of, 18 to seven. Uh, that was, of course, without Kyler Murray for most of that game as well. But the Seahawks beat up, well, they beat the 49ers 26-23 in a division game. Uh, the 49ers with a quarterback we've never heard of as well. The Rams and Seahawks are both pretty talented teams. Rams offense is 11th in the league. Their defense is the best in the league overall by yards allowed. Number three against the rush and number one against the pass. Uh, Seattle has a good offense, ranked 17th, and a mediocre defense, ranked 22nd. I'm pretty excited about this. Aaron Donald getting after Russell Wilson. Um, this game in Seattle, uh, th- I mean, I'm mildly interested, I should say. If I'm going to skip one game this weekend, I think it's probably this one, but that's not really what's important here. Michael, what would you, you like the weather report? One? Yeah, would give you like a little the re- weather. You ready? So it's going to be 46 degrees, partly okay. cloudy skies in the morning, then we'll give way to cloudy skies during the afternoon. High 46, like I said, winds light and variable. Okay, so weather shouldn't be You an should issue. see this weather gal, by the way. She is smoking. Blonde well, okay. and beautiful, baby. I love that. And uh, I should mention, this is normally home of the 12th man, where this year we don't have... I don't know if there will be any crowd at this game in Seattle. If there is, it'll certainly be small. And uh, typically a place that has a large home field advantage, that's basically eliminated. Perhaps the reason, the lo- the reason this line is uh, only three and a half. Over-under is only 42, which is the lowest number of the week. Mitch, what are your thoughts on uh, where these teams are headed in the playoffs? You know, it, it's interesting because this is a divisional matchup, and so you have a sample set of these teams playing twice, okay? Both home teams winning. When the Seahawks went to L.A., they lost by a touchdown 23-16. to 16. Just a few weeks ago, they played the Rams at home, and they won 20-9. to nine. You know, Seattle, their offense seemed to have gone just, you know, they kind of went through a little bit of a rut um, against the Giants uh, back in early December. Yeah, that was about when and, it turned. But then immediately, you know, another shitty New York team marches into the schedule, which is just what the doctor ordered. Pete Carroll threw up 40. And then they played a very good Washington football team, very good team. And Washington, we did have Washington, I believe, the Algo had to cover. That was a backdoor cover. Uh, Seattle was 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 pretty much in command that game. And they were in command of that Rams game. And last week, I don't really count. Um, you know, this is a very good, scary Seattle team. And to me, when I look at the Rams, I don't know who I'm getting, okay? I don't know if I'm betting on the Rams and they're going to lose to the Jets or I'm going to bet on the Rams and they're going to beat the Buccaneers. 
So who am I getting? These are a tale of two very different teams, which I think comes down to coaching and player discipline. And I'm going to give the edge to the Seahawks at home. I just think they're a better coached, better disciplined team. And Russell Wilson is still under center. So I don't know how you can bet against Seattle uh, in this spot. I really don't. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know how you do it. Not if Wolford is the quarterback or whatever his name is. And I mean, Goff's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, like he's the one who has been the question mark. Like you mentioned the Bucks, you mentioned the Jets. If he shows up and shits a bed, that's what really torpedoes the Rams. But if you're going Wofford, you're not you're not betting on what is it, whatever his name, Wolford, Wofford, whatever. You're not betting on him versus Russell Wilson. Like never, right? Not in a million years. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts, man. Where what's the algo got to say about this bad boy? Micah, do you have an opinion on this game? I I would just echo whatever you guys said. It doesn't uh, it doesn't matter to me if it is Jared Goff or whoever this oh. uh, this guy was a mortgage broker two weeks ago or whatever. Um, <laughs> I he, thought you were going to come at us with like a kicker take, Micah. No, I think but, the dude uh, was literally working in finance earlier in the season. My he, point. I is, mean, you he looks like he does. You can't bet against Russell Wilson here, and this is one where if you bet against Russell Wilson and they win the game by a field goal or less, or they somehow lose it, you, you, you wake up Sunday morning going, well, I was on the right side of that one. I just can't. I, I can see if these teams play 10 times, I see the Seahawks covering this thing eight or nine times out of 10. I, I feel pretty strong about this one. Uh, mm. But I am just one man. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm honestly kind of surprised the line has gone from four and a half to three and a half. Perhaps that's that indicates that they that Vegas thinks golf will play. Um, you know, this is also one of those opportunities where if they announce that golf isn't going to play, you've got to imagine that line's going to tick up a couple points. And so maybe, maybe now is the time to get money on the get Seahawks. And if you like the Rams, you wait for them not to start golf and then, you know, swoop up six or seven points. I don't know. This is just me talking out loud, Mitch. Yeah. I mean, let's say the, the line for? movement, well, the line movement dictates, you know, um, certainly uh, golf will play because it's moved a point and you've got 54% of the betting public on Seattle. Um, this is an interesting game to me because that three and a half point number, this is a, if you're going to take this game either side, you've got to buy it to either three if you're on the Seahawks or four if you're the Rams. To me, this is a three point game. Um, the algo, uh, has Seattle winning 21 to 16, giving you one and a half points of value, but we are going to buy the hook and buy that down to three and ride Seattle. And I feel very confident about that. This is a home, a great home team. Um, even though they don't have the fans in the stands, I still really like the Seahawks. They're a great football team. This is a team that could make a run and get hot and go to the Super Bowl. They've got the right components, the right coaching. Um, I just don't think the Rams have it. And guess what? You know, the Pats beat them in the Super Bowl a few years ago. That hangover is still there. It really is. It's a real thing. I mean, Seahawks this is a team that lost to the Jets three weeks ago. I mean, how can you bet on a playoff, uh, bet this team in a playoff game? I just, I don't exactly. see how you can possibly do it with, with a clear conscience. Exactly. But I do agree you, we should, you should bite the hook because they do have the best defense in football. And, you know, this whole thing changes if there's a defensive touchdown. 
or a you know a, a turnover deep in Seattle. Yeah, uh, if Donald if Donald eats what Russell Wilson, then all bets are off. So who knows how that's going to play out? All right, all right. So we love the Hawks here. All right, on to the late Saturday game. It's time for Tampa Tall Tampa Tom. That's what we're calling him now, Tampa okay. Tom, and the uh, the Buccaneers in their first playoff game in what twelve or thirteen seasons, whatever it is. They go to the seven and nine Washington football team. Uh, Tampa eleven and five on the season, nine and seven against the spread. Washington seven and nine, nine and seven against the spread. The line here is eight. I'm not sure exactly if that's. I think that's pretty much where it opened. Uh, money line uh, paying three thirty if you like the football team to somehow win this thing. Over under forty four and a half. Tom Brady. In Tampa Bay, it's still weird every time you see him run out on the field. But this is a Tampa team that is really come together of late. Uh, they have won four in a row running into the playoffs. They put up 44, 47, 31, and 26, and 27 the week before that in a close loss to the Chiefs. Or 24, I should say. So 26 points, 31, 47, and 44 the last four weeks. This offense is coming along. Antonio Brown, who is just a terrible human being, is a heck of a football player and uh, has really had two touchdowns in week 17. Tom has been amazing the last two weeks. He finished the season at 43 years old with 40 touchdowns. It's amazing. Uh, we an- anticipate this will be Alex Smith starting at quarterback for the football team, although they have been a little uh, weird about practice and saying that he hasn't practiced much this week. Ugh, I, I don't know. Uh, that being said, this Washington team has a, has a solid uh, running game with Antonio Gibson. They don't have a whole lot of playmakers on the outside, although uh, McLaurin had 1,118 yards this season. Um, but, you know, they do not have the firepower. But this defense has been really good. You've got Chase Young, who is a bad, bad, bad boy. Uh, and he wants a piece of Tom Brady. This game is in in the district, or in the DMV, wherever this stadium is, I forget. It's not actually in the district. It's in Maryland, I suppose. Uh, weather, 47 degrees, mostly cloudy, so weather not an issue here. I don't know how many people are going to be inside the stadium. I don't know what Washington, D.C. is going to be like after this week. We're not going to get into that. If you like the football team, you're getting eight points. And I'll tell you my best play of the week before we take you guys, uh, my big boy stacks lock of the week that I uh, – will be giving on too much dip when we record here at 6 six thirty central time is I love the under in this game. Uh, yeah. That Tampa defense is outstanding. Washington's defense is its strongest unit. I just think that this thing, you're looking at a 10 to seven game at half and maybe this thing ends up 27, 10 and you know, something like that. 27, 14, even you're, you're still on the under. Uh, so I love the under. What do you guys think about this game? Ralph apparently likes it. Ralph's very, very hyped. Let me let him out. Y'all talk. Ralph smells some snatch that just walked into the living room is what Ralph is doing. Um, I'm not going to ask Micah, who that is. I, I, I tend to agree with you. You've got two top 10 defenses. But in my opinion, I think Tampa Bay's defense are bitter frauds. I really do. Hmm. And... You mentioned Tampa Bay winning four in a row. 
against. Yeah, list that schedule. Let, let, let's talk about who they've played. The Vikings, the Falcons twice, and the Lions. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, this isn't competitive football. And the Vikings, by the way, they kind of hung in there for just a bit. To me, this Bucks team seems a bit overvalued. And at first glance, you look at this and you go, well, there's no way that this high-powered offense uh, is going to lose to a team that shouldn't be there. Okay, but there's there comes a time when these teams that have this second lease on life like the Redskins, and they all know it, and they are so pumped up, and that defense behind Chase Young... I think is going to cause major problems for Tom Brady. When he gets under pressure, he struggles. Mm. And it's all about that offensive line. The thing is, he's looked great because he's had all day to throw against porous defenses. Teams that have terrible front lines. You look at the last time they faced a good front line back November 23rd when they played the Rams. And and they lost that football game. Okay, when you face good defenses, you struggle. I'm going to bring up another game, although two months ago, when they went to the New York Giants, and they barely won that football game. The Giants should have won that game. That game finished 25-23. and The Redskins, in my opinion, are a much better defensive team than the Giants. Tell them. So to me, eight points seems like a ridiculous number for a team that is seriously overinflated by playing a bunch of cupcake teams going into the NFL playoffs. And how come an 11-5 and team is on the road. I think Brady's going to struggle. I, I I don't think... Well, the answer to that is Washington going, is the division champion, of course. Crazy, right? Crazy. But, Mitch, you, you kind of stole my thunder you, here. You said to that Washington defense, they've given up 14, 20, 20, 15, and 17. And if you're holding any team under 21, you're going to have a chance to win a football game. Um, right. Although this team has a quarterback that has half a leg... And, you know, an amazing story, but, you know. Uh, oh, okay, Micah. Okay, Micah. Okay. I, See, you know, I was going to come in here. I thought again, I had the oh, hottest Captain take in the room. Down. Go ahead. Captain Checkdown. Yeah. I thought I had the hottest take in the room in that the Bucks don't play well versus good defenses. They just beat the shit out of people who can't play defense. And if you get t- pressure on Tom, as as uh, Mitch just so eloquently outlined for you, I mean, they even lost to the Bears earlier in the year. I don't know, man. There's I almost even feel like... I almost feel like a little sprinkle, sprinkle on the money line for the, uh, for the not the skins, for the football, football team. team. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I was going to come in here and get just total, totally heckled by the two of you, but looks like we're kind of aligned, me and Mitch are at least. Micah, Micah's on the uh, Tampa, Bray, Tampa Brady, whatever the fuck it's called. Well, okay, Micah's so the line, the line is eight here. I love the under more than anything else, Mitch. What does the algo say? What is the projected score here? So... You know, it's interesting because we've got an eight and a half point line and this happens occasionally. 
And the algo spit out 26 to 18. And for those of you that aren't good at math, that's eight points. And that gives us a half a point advantage on Washington. And we're going to buy that number up to nine. So the thing with the algo, and this is a thing that we've, I've seen over the years that I've been doing this, you can't buy, if the algo tells you that there's an advantage off the bat, I can't change that advantage by buying Tampa down to seven. I just can't do it. That's not what the algo is about. You could do whatever you want, but I'm just telling you what I've seen, what the, how the algo performs and how to use the algo. We take the advantage. That extra point is coming in on Tampa Bay because Tom Brady, Gronk, Antonio Brown, and the teams that they've blown out the last four weeks. What the value index is all about is finding value with what Vegas is giving us. This is giving us value on the Redskins. And I feel very confident in that eight and a half point number. We're going to buy it up to nine just to feel a little bit more secure. And we're going to ride with the skins at home. And like the it. total there with the algo was 44. Is that right? Mm, that's let me do a yes. little uh, spreadsheet. So Correct. The, We've the got an over under head. 44 and a half. So it doesn't like the under as much as I do, but it, you're still got a half under. point. That's the right side. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, so let's talk about that for a minute because I did not mention this. That line did open up at seven and a half. It's now at eight and a half. And you've got um, the betting public substantially coming in on Tampa Bay, 65 to 35, which makes me feel better. There's some games that I really like when the betting public is all over. Okay. This is one of them. The other thing you mentioned about the under, definitely go short side. And what the short side is, that total started at 46 and a half. It's now at 44 and a half. It's moved two points. The short side would be to take the under. That's where the money is going. Sharps are going under. I like that play, Micah. That was the smartest thing you've said all season. Thank Ooh. you. That, that means Let a me lot. give you one. Wow, we just made it through Saturday. We've still got a whole Sunday slate to go. God, can you wait? Can you believe it? All right, on to Sunday. All right, the 12.05 game on ABC and ESPN. The Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Titan, both teams come in 11-5. and five. The Ravens are a road favorite here by 3.5 is what I'm seeing at the moment. The over-under 54.5. We're expecting some offense in this game. This is a rivalry game. Uh, Lamar rematch Jackson. Too. What's that? Rematch, rematch from last year's playoffs. That's Titans right. We, Ravens. You knew that yeah. there was a rematch, and it was Lamar Jackson uh, getting beat by the Tennessee Titans last year. Ryan Tannehill ended up having a heck of a season, 33 touchdowns and only seven picks. Uh, Lamar led the team in rushing and passing, a 1,000-yard thousand, a series, uh, season on the ground, seven touchdowns, 26 touchdowns through the air. This is a Tennessee defense that is terrible. But an offense that scores mm. a lot of points, they have Derrick Henry, the biggest beast, and perhaps the best athlete in the world. And that's that's my new uh, my new place. Debatable, to die on. but yeah, uh, two thousand twenty-seven yards rushing, plus seventeen touchdowns on the ground. Uh, a, a horse, a ba- a big bad man, and plus they've got studs on the outside. AJ Green is a bad dude. Um, I'm excited about this one. This one should be a lot of points. 
as the line indicates at 54 and a half. Weather should be perfect in Nashville, 46 degrees, partly sunny. Shouldn't be an issue there. What are you guys looking forward to in this game? Mitch, why don't you take it away? Well, first off, you know, the thing that stands out to me the most in this is that these teams played back uh, at the end of November with the Titans on the road coming away with a victory. In overtime. In in overtime. Uh, This is a really great Titans team. I have said it over and over. I love Mike Rabel. Um, I think their quarterback play is fine. The running back play is incredible, if not the best. The thing about this, it, it, it's a little similar in the Buffalo Colts game where if Baltimore gets on top quick, the Titans are in trouble because they can't run the football and they're going to be forced to throw. And if that happens, this game is going to get away quick. Mitch, I the other thing I think it may be a bigger sorry to interrupt you. I think it may be a bigger thing on the other side that if the Titans get out to an early lead and Baltimore has to throw the ball, that makes when they get one dimensional, they are they are not as effective. Uh, so this might be a case where you know the first team to score will take a huge advantage. I don't know. So you're telling me that what when what team gets one dimensional when the Ravens get one dimensional and I, they throw yes, the ball? I, I think the Ravens are in trouble if they've got to throw the football. If they got to throw the football. Yeah, if they get yeah, behind. I think the dual, to, to me, it's the dual threat with Lamar Jackson. But let me back up to the point that I was going to make. I have not seen a team that has played each other twice where a team has won both times. That's a good point. Okay. It's just, it's very difficult. You see it in the NBA all the time. Okay. You see it in college. There's all the been time. a couple, there's been, like that LSU, doesn't happen. Alabama. Doesn't, that, it, you it, know what I'm saying? It's very difficult to beat a team twice. And to me, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me because you've got that underlying motivation inside that locker room. They know they lost that game. They know they lost a close one in OT. They're not going to let that happen again. And to me, that is a huge motivating factor, which is why I really like the Ravens here. Mm. That's, that's it, huh? Did, 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 I, did, I, did I scare you? No, I, I'm, I'm just taking it all in. Okay. So let's, uh, let's I mean, just go right into the numbers. Let's talk about what the, the algo is going to spit out here. So here's one thing. Okay. okay. That line we have not seen move all that much. It opened at three and a half. It went to three. It's now at three and a half. So it's really stayed put. The over-under hasn't moved at all. Um, although one thing that has moved, which is interesting, the line hasn't moved. But the money line has gone from Baltimore minus 190 mm. to Baltimore minus 180. So okay. there, there is some juice coming in on Tennessee. So that gives you a little bit of indication where the money is. This game is being played at Tennessee. I just think Baltimore is very, very hot right now. The algo agrees with me. The algo has Baltimore winning 34 to 27. You're getting four points of value yeah. on Baltimore. And I feel very, very strongly about this. This game is my lock oh. of wild card weekend. Let's go, Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm making note here, Micah. Lock of week. 
Wow. Yeah, I, I, I really like the point about beating a team twice. I think that there's a lot of truth to that. You've seen it so much in football, especially. So college and pro. Um, very interesting. Micah, any uh, parting th- last parting words on this game? I don't. I mean, I, this is this is one I'm very excited to watch. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think this could be the best game of the of the week. Uh, there's going to be a lot of points scored here. I'm inclined to go with Baltimore too. I just don't see Lamar Jackson going 0 three in his first three playoff games. I think they're going to find a way to win this game. And, and I will say this, it, like in terms of narrative, last year Baltimore comes in, they're the heavy favorites. They're looking like this behemoth that's just going to run through the playoffs and, and challenge the Chiefs, right? This year they're coming into the playoffs and everyone's like, eh, they've been shaky all year. They've been up and down. Lamar Jackson shit himself in the fourth quarter one game. Like it, it's the exact opposite narrative. And I kind of like it for Baltimore. Like they I could easily come in and just stomp. Good take. They've got the they've got the wheels. They got the horses. I like it, man. It kind of takes the pressure off them. Uh, I feel pretty good about Baltimore here, and I I kind of just feel good about them moving forward for like a future bet. That's a that's it, a it's a great take, and they've played some formidable teams ish. Um, not great, but the Ravens. Ravens to me feel like they have a little bit more motivation. I like yeah. that. I like that take. Yeah. And by the way, uh, slight uh, advantage on where the money is. Betting public fifty three percent on Baltimore, forty seven percent on Tennessee. So we're right to with me, the sheep. To me, that's kind of right in the middle. Yeah. All right. All right. On to the middle game. The this is Bears and Packers. Or no, Saints. That's right. Uh, no, it's, it's Bears and Saints. <laughs> uh, we should mention the Chiefs and go. Packers are the number one seeds and are off this week. Bears Correct. at the Chiefs. The Chicago Bears, 8-8, eight and eight, a terrible football team for most of the season. Uh, at they, New Orleans, but yeah. They did go 8-8 eight and eight against the spread. The Saints went 9-7. and seven. Saints come in 12-4. and four. Uh, Drew Brees is back, and he is sort of rounded into form. The Saints, without their starting running backs last week, uh, put up... 33 against a Carolina team that's 1-2-3 Cancun. Alvin Kamara is mm. supposed to be back since this game is played on Sunday, coming off of COVID. Uh, we'll see what that happens or what that means because that guy is a the leading receiver and rusher for the Saints. He's a very important part of that offense. The Bears have a 1,000-yard receiver and a 1,000-yard rusher in David Montgomery and, and Allen Robinson, uh, not respectively, but you know what I'm talking about. MVP Mitch right. comes in. He is the guy. Let's see what happens. They're eight and eight. It's amazing to me that they're they're here in the playoffs. I, Mitch, Brad, and I spoke earlier this week about uh, when we recapped the week seventeen games, and I said that I think that the seven teams in the AFC are the seven best teams in the AFC. The seven team there are there are some bad teams left in the NFC playoffs. Mostly the Bears and the Washington Football Team. Uh, that's where I stand anyway. The line on this is 10 points. Saints by 10 at home. They're, I don't know if they're going to have people in the stands, but not many. Apparently there was a story that Sean Payton won 50,000 people there, which is fucking ridiculous, but that's a whole other story. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> uh, 10 points, the over-under 47. Are you going with, what do you guys think about Mitch Trubitsky, MVP Mitch versus Super Bowl champion Drew Brees? Well, you know, contrary to, to popular belief, um, I love the name Mitch, <laughs> but only for me. Okay. Um, you're a cuck. Anyone sure. else who has Mitch, Fuck you're him. out on him. Fuck him. Okay. Uh, 
you know, it this this is interesting because the Bears had a nice little wave that they caught. They caught the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. Ooh, and the Lions. Wow. Okay. Right. And they lost to the Lions. <laughs> and but, it was a losing effort. Yeah. But it was the Lions. It was. Um, and they hung, and then the Packers said, okay, mm, nah. yeah, go to your room. And, uh, you know, to me... Look, I don't know how many of those games um, their nose tackle, Akeem Nix, is that right? It's a good question. Akeem Nix, to me, is the difference maker of that front line. And I don't know how many games that he sat out, but when that guy plays, and I did not see him on the injury list, but if he plays, he will neutralize that interior run game, he will cause problems. He really does. The thing about the Saints, though, their running attack is outside tackle. They're doing sweeps, and they're not going in the middle. Um, That being said, um, this is one of the games, the few games that I'm going against the algorithm. Ooh. Uh, I guess I'm going to give it up here. Um, But... I think that the Saints have a really good opportunity to blow out the Bears. Like, if I'm looking at all of these games, Mm -hmm. to me, Drew Brees has just rounded into form. You kind of saw it the second half of the Kansas City game. They started to come back. I think we had money line on that week for New Orleans. They covered covered the spread as as dogs uh, at home against a very good Kansas City team, and Breeze hadn't played in weeks. And they looked great that second half. They were a completely different football team. This Saints team is not... This is a different Saints team that we've seen in years past, too. Definitely, with the this, defense. Yeah, that defense is legit. I mean, they are good. They are a very good football Arguably team. Arguably the best in the league, right? So, to me, when I look at this game... I think the Saints are absolutely going to blow them out of the water at mm. home. That line opened up at nine and a half. It's now at 10. The over-under opened up at 48. It's now at 47. You've got an overwhelmingly um, uh, amount of people the public. on New Orleans, 72% to 28%. On the Bears. See, I kind of like the Bears. Ten points a shitload. Ten You're points not wrong. a lot, man. And you got a creaky ass old Drew Brees, and you got Mac breathing down his neck the whole game. A lot could happen there. I don't know. I, I feel pretty comfortable actually. I, I kind of like Chicago, but um, I respect your opinions, Mitch. You got good takes, but that, we ride in the algo, right, Micah? That's how we roll. That is correct. So I will tell you what the algo has, which is the Saints winning 27 to 20, giving you three points of value on the Bears. And Mm. this, to me, out of all the games, this is the one game that I'm going against the algo. So probably fade me and ride the algo. Nice. That's what I would say. Okay. Well, that's what we're doing. We're riding uh, Bears for days, baby. I, Especially ooh. ten points, goddamn! That's that's tasty. My money will be on the Saints. <laughs> yeah, that that's not the money you gave me. Not the money I gave you, <laughs> but my my money 
will be on the Saints because I think this is going to be a blow. I think the algo is wrong. This is uh, a hold your nose situation if you're betting with the algo. I'm sorry. You just you're going to wake up Monday morning with a hangover realizing that you bet on Mitch Trubisky over Drew Correct. Brees when the Saints win this game by I'm two with touchdowns. That's I'm waking up with a hangover regardless. I, Micah, well, that's Micah, you're drinking we, boxed wine. That's exactly my point. Let's get reckless. All right. All right. I like getting reckless. One more game. The Pittsburgh Steelers host the Cleveland Browns in a division game. This is the third time these teams have played, including the game last week, which was in Cleveland, where Cleveland beat the Steelers 24-22 to make the playoffs. It's the Cleveland team's first playoff game in, I don't know, 18 years, 17 years, something like that. The last time they had a playoff game, by the way, was against the Steelers where they lost a heartbreaker, so that's something. This Cleveland mm. team has been somewhat overvalued by Vegas. They went 6-10 and 10 against the spread. Pittsburgh, 10-6. and six. Roethlisberger is back. The Steelers team is coming back to full strength. They didn't play a lot of guys last week. And uh, the biggest story coming out of this week is that the Browns head coach, Kevin Stefanski, who's also their offensive play caller, is out due to COVID concerns. I don't know if he, whatever the protocol situation is, but he is out. I think they have another couple coaches and a couple players that are not not And that's big news, man. Huge he's news. He's a good fucking coach. It, Huge news. He's done some big shit. It is true, and the fact that he is the play caller as well as the head coach is even more significant, I think. Um, but that's, and I don't know how you build that into the algorithm. I'm not going to ask. Well, I'm going to ask later, but I, I don't know. I'm not a math person. Uh, Baker's first playoff game. Uh, this Browns team's the strength has been uh, the running game. Nick Chubb. Uh, over a thousand carries, tw- or over a thousand yards, and twelve touchdowns on the season. They in like six games. Yeah, did not play um, all of the games, but he is back. Some other injuries, and then Kareem here. Hunt. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and you've got Kareem Hunt, so you've got that sort of two two man backfield. Uh, temperature thirty eight degrees in Pittsburgh, and partly partly cloudy, so we're probably not looking at weather affecting this game. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? The last game of the weekend, this is going to get a monster rating. Are you excited? Real quick, Mitch, before you jump in here, let's just dumb this down. Last week, the Steelers lost by two points, 24-22, with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I, I, just Let's just simplify the process here. If you throw a Big Ben in there, what's how does that change the game? I, like, I'll, I'll be honest. Big Ben hasn't been impressive to me. Okay, that's fair. Okay. From what I've seen of Big Ben this year, but, other than the first part mm-hmm. of the season, mm-hmm. and this is what happens with older quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They break down as the season goes on. I've seen it with every single mature quarterback in the league, and Ben is probably at the end of the line. He is... Getting ready. This this could be his last season. He just looks his throws. I've seen him throw worse than Cam Newton, which me whoa, thinking and whoa, saying whoa, whoa. that it, it it really happened. I've seen him make atrocious throws. Yeah, and this Steelers team was built on the back of defense. Right, and when I look back at the Steelers of late, their defense stinks stinks. They are not a good football team. This is a Steeler team Mm. that has lost four of five teams limping in to the playoffs. Yeah. 
four of five games they lost. I was getting ready to like, I was gearing up to just unload on Mason uh, Mason Rudolph, who played last week. I was going to say, okay, well, compared to Mason Rudolph, how good has Big Ben? But I mean, he went 22 for 39 for 315, two touchdowns and a pick last week. Like, that's not bad numbers. No. Maybe I ought to lay off a little bit here. I thought that the, I thought I was simplifying it, but you bring up good points. I mean, he did have a week of rest, though. That's good for old people. I don't know if you knew that. But two weeks rest for uh, for the old folks, that always, uh, you know. Here's the problem with the Steelers team, and they have no running game. Yeah, Connors is just you know, he, falling apart. I, I don't even know if it has to do with Connor because anybody they throw back there, they really don't seem to be having a whole lot of success. Who is their backup running back? Benny Snell, Jr. Snell had a couple good games. He's shifty, but he's not, he just, He's just not. The, he's not enough. He's not a starting. So, so there. So that tells me there's a problem on that offensive line. Okay, Fair. and and you've got good wide receivers. That'll just put Chase Claypool at running back. That guy is a freak. Maybe. Anyways, I, I digress. I, you know, I I really like this Browns team. I I love Baker's mo. I I always have. Ooh. Granted, he makes some bad mistakes and should eat a ball that he throws up in the air and then gets picked. I think you just triggered Micah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but this is the first time the Bears have made the playoffs in how long? The Browns? How long has it been? Uh, it's 17 I years, Bears. I think. It's the been Browns. a long fucking time. So, to me, I just... The dog pound feels like they're back, but they're not the defensive dog pound. They're the offensive dog pound. And... To me, I just look at that team on offense, and I think they're a better football team than a Steelers team. How do you bet on a team that has only won one game in five weeks? I don't care who they are. That's got to affect your psyche. It has to affect your psyche. You're a loser. This team was undefeated. This team was on top of everything. And everything completely went the wrong way. And I think something... It's like getting the shanks, right? Like, there's something wrong mentally. Mental. This is all... This is. I this, agree. And, and when, when that happens, when you... When my dad, being the old New York Jew that he is, <laughs> he goes, ah, you got the Maloiks. And I'm like, I don't know what the Maloiks is. It doesn't sound good. Yeah, it sounds unpleasant. It doesn't sound good. Like, okay. you know, I've had an STD once or twice, but it- you get the Maloiks. Oi. Oi. Oi, vey. I don't want that. I don't okay. want that. And the Steelers have the Maloiks. And and I think the Browns, you know, uh, even them winning last week, um, barely. By the way, I did. I, I just wanted to tell you, this mm. is one of the games that blew my mind. I did the algo for all of the games last week after the fact. Uh, oh. By the way, it was 500. It did, no, it did nothing. Okay. The, the, the score that predicted on this very game mm-hmm. was 25 to 22 Cleveland. Wow. And it turned out 24, 22. I just wanted to mention that I like a little humble you pro- brag. You probably won't believe me. Cause well, I can, did I, start with saying I, 500. I, I, so, I, I, I can, I can make that up, but this game, it absolutely uh, nailed. It also did assume that um, Roethlisberger was going to play. So I don't necessarily see an advantage or disadvantage mm. with Mason or Ben mm. under center. Interesting. So you're telling me the Steelers have the Maloiks, which could either be the runs or an STD or something terrible. Something's bad. Then we're looking at the Browns. 
They've had only three winning seasons in 02, 07, and 2020. Two playoff appearances. Their last appearance, 2002. Mike and I were juniors in high school. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so get back to something that I brought up earlier. Okay. A team beating another team more than, or especially back-to-back. Okay. The Steelers worked the Browns early in the season. That was a different Steelers team, in my opinion. It was a different Browns team. Pre-Maloik. <laughs> PM. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you had the Browns uh, at home, and, and they won, and now you're on the road. And so that that is the one component of this game where you've got the Steelers back-to-back yeah. uh, playing the Browns. Do they lose this game? Hmm. I think the Steelers fuck them up, to be honest. You that's, think they that, roll? That's that's my personal opinion. Uh, but, you know, I can, I can see the argument on both sides. Pittsburgh is just dying on the vine. Like they, like you said, they seem sick. And Cleveland has been good. They've got, like, they have the formula for a steady offense, which is running. And then they've got the defense that kind of backs it up. But, I don't know. If Baker comes out and balls, then they're good, but we'll see about that. Well, that's it. So, okay. Do, do, I, do you want me to tell you what yeah, the Algo has? Give us the Algo number. So, the Algo has... This is an insane number. The Browns winning outright 24-23. to 23. Whoa. That's giving you seven points of value on the Browns. I love the Browns. I Are you taking is, a money line? I may. Ooh. I may. I really like the Browns. I may. It that depends. Pays. It depends. Uh, I think that money line. Let me pull that up. It's got to be plus two twenty, two fifty, something like that. Let me pull that up. Real plus two twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that line, by the way, and this is obviously th- will tell you what their mm-hmm. coach is worth. Mm-hmm. That line went from three and a half to six. Jesus. Okay. So that's that's a big number. That is a big, big number. And you've got, as far as betting public goes, slight advantage on on Steelers, 54 to 46%. So without the coach, though, you start feeling a little more shaky on that money. Without the coach, I am definitely... It's plus six. Yeah, I'm taking taking six. If if he's in the... If he's play calling, I'm definitely going to take in. You're going to see that line move. But without him, I still feel good about that six points. Um, I I think they're going to go... You know, this week, obviously, it happened early on. Mm. And I think that they're going to be able to, you know, navigate the play calling situation um, since it's been so long. It, it, it didn't happen, you know, late in the week. Yeah. And now you've got this terrible shuffle. And you're like, who's, is it the wide receiver coach who's, who's doing it? And he's still going to be calling plays, by the way. Yeah. They got walk, they got radio, they got, they got Zoom calls and shit. Yeah. You don't think he sees the game? There's gonna be a live feed. He is we not, landed somebody on the moon, motherfucker. They're not allowed. Some, some he is, plays he is not game. allowed to communicate uh, with anyone on the field. Get out of I'm here! Sure. You know that for a fact. Yes, NFL rules speculate or dictate that he can. That's kind of bullshit. Can they put him in like a bubble? That's kind of bullshit. Like have him sit in a bubble on the yeah. Side I don't like that rule. Like he didn't. Find, he didn't do anything wrong. You think in an empty he didn't stadium, do anything they could wrong. Find a spot for him somewhere up in the upper deck. That's fuck. That's actually a bullshit rule. That's he didn't do anything wrong. Why why shouldn't he be allowed to communicate? He's got to be put in a bubble. Let him just roll around on a bubble out there. Let me tell you this one time I saw something put in a bubble. Do you guys like hibachi? 
Yeah. I love hibachi. Love hibachi. Come on. Fuck yeah, you're a Jew. You Gilbert love hibachi. Arenas I love hibachi. hibachi. I love hibachi. Right? Junior prom, senior prom, Monday night, Tuesday, I love hibachi. <laughs> we, I'll never forget this. <laughs> Benny Hanna, Steve Aoki, right? Yeah, you heard that? So we go to, we go to Benny Hanna in New York City. I'm living there at the time. My, my weird brother uh, shows up with, I, I don't know what he's doing. I think he was solo at the time. Mm. I'm there with my girlfriend at the time. And, uh, you know, everyone's like, I want the shrimp. I want the filet. Because obviously half the fun in getting the shrimp is they throw it at you and you try and catch it with your mouth, right? You've done that. Like a dog. Yeah, but it's fun. You're like, yeah, two for two. Let's see who can hit it around the table. Mm. My brother orders a salmon. Oh. And so here they go. They've got everyone's shrimp and, and filet drenched in that amazing garlic butter. Okay. And you're just looking at it, you're like, oh my God, I'm salivating. This sounds right fucking now. delicious. Yeah, yeah. So good. And they bring out my brother's salmon in this bubble box. <laughs> and it's like off in the side in the corner. I kid you not. And I look at him and go, what the fuck did you order? Look at you. You're off on the side. You're not even enjoying the garlic and the butter and whatever other soy sauce magic they're putting on this thing. So this reminded me of that. Okay. And that's probably because of the Boda Box. And on his forehead. Uh, you know, you can still be on the field and be in the bubble. Like the salmon. We're dying on the hill, Micah. We're, we're know, dying on the hill. This is the Benihana game. Anyway. Free Stefanski. I know. I know. Stefanski is is the salmon Benihana. Mm, give me them shrimp. But the algo Ooh, likes Mike, the brown. Uh, and so that's right. we will be seven, riding with Seven points of in- value on that index, yeah. The whole world is upside down if the Browns are going to win a playoff game. But basically, the world is upside down and on fire. So, you know, crazier things Ugh. have happened this week than the Browns winning a playoff game. I'm going to tell you this long. right now. I feel more alive now than I have in so long with Mitch back in the stew. It feels good. It given, feel really given good. Benny Hanna fucking stories at the end. It's just greatness. Oh, we're out of here. It'll play out. Let's go. You ready? All right, we'll be back next week to break it down. Maybe Brad and I will get one Sunday. Who Who knows? Maybe Mitch will come back up. I love it. Until next time, fam. Mm, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Peace.